Father, we thank you for the songs that have been sung, the prayers that have been prayed, the opportunity to worship you in giving. And now, as we look into your word, we ask that it will fall upon the good soil of our heart, and that it will grow, and that it will become a great big oak in our lives. And God, we just thank you and honor you for this opportunity to dive into your word together. And we thank you for it all. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, today is uh, kind of a dual action day for us in that this concludes this series, Empty and Filled. This is the sixth episode of that series. Simultaneously, it also starts off what we call Holy Week. And next Sunday will be Resurrection Sunday, and we will have a new message for that day. Episode number six, we are looking at what we have done over the course of these previous five episodes because we have talked about emptying ourselves by fasting and putting things away and moving things out of the way so that we can really hear the voice of the Lord. And as we are doing these things, we want to make sure that we understand or we have locked in that although we may not know what God intends to do with our lives, but that we can trust that he's doing what he's going to do with our lives. Although I don't know, I have confidence that God knows what he's doing. Y'all hear what I said? I don't know, but God knows. God knows why he created me. He knows why he purposed me to be born at the time I was born. I was going to say the year, but y'all won't believe the year. When I tell y'all 1985, uh, y'all would not. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. See, some folks are like, oh. I was born after my son was born. All right. Because of how things work out. Okay, just for sake, I, I'm lying. I was not born in 85. I, so I got to clear that up because somebody be like, all right. So what, what we want to look at today is we want to look at how all this plays out, how God has laid this out for us. And it becomes a very, very, very interesting thing because all throughout the year you hear the word called hallelujah. You hear hallelujah all the time. But on this day, on Palm Sunday, you hear a different word announced, which is Hosanna. And I'm going to talk about that in just a minute, but I just wanted to bring it to your attention that all other 52 Sundays, we talk about hallelujah. But this one, we talk about Hosanna, and we're going to talk about the reason why. If I can bring back to your, your remembrance, this is the sixth episode, and our first episode in our series entitled, a subtitle, The Real, we talked about the real, real. The real, real was and is sin. Episode number two, we talked about the real right. 
The real right is being righteous. God's way of living, being, and doing right. Episode number three, we talked about the real reference. The real reference is repentance, changing our direction to go in the direction that God has set before us. Episode number four, we talked about the real mission. We talked about that the real mission is not just the commission of Matthew 28, but the real mission is us being obedient to what God said. And last week, we talked about the real recognition. What is it that we recognize? We recognize the, the, the greatness of our God, and that is called worship. And we talked about having that time of worship, not just when we gather together, but at all times. If you get up in the morning and you look out and you see a nice sunrise, you can thank God for the sunrise. Or if you get up like it has been a couple of mornings and you have a nice little thunderstorm resting over there and looking back at you and you have to go to work, you can still thank God for the rain. Because the rain helps things to grow. In our final episode, we've gone through what is real, what is right, what is the reference, what is the mission, what is the recognition and all this comes down to this one. Episode number six, we're going to be talking about the real reward. The real reward. I have found that in my couple of years of living since 1995, I have discovered that there are... I took another decade off, uh, 1995, or, or, or maybe, maybe, no, since, yeah, since 1995, uh, I have discovered that we have wrapped our mind around the fact that our reward is a car, a house, a money, things that are material. But the real reward is what we're going to talk about today. So let's do our definition so we can get into it. We know that Lent is a quasi, quasi oh Lord. Lent is the quadragesimal fast, which means 40 days fast observed by the Christian church before Easter. I almost said quasi-modal, that's what kept messing me up. The festival of our Savior's resurrection. It begins on Ash Wednesday and continues till Easter. Thank you, Mama. <laughs> Empty means containing nothing or nothing but air. Filled means to be made full or supplied with abundance. Real is actually being or existing, not fictitious or imaginary. It's true. It's genuine. It's not artificial. It's, not, uh, it's counterfeit or fictitious. Reward is a recompense or equivalent return for good done, for kindness, for services, and the like. We're going to be in Luke, the 19th chapter, starting at the 28th verse, going through the 44th verse, which is probably being read in more churches today. Because I want us to, this is the Palm Sunday scriptures right here. So let's go through it. 
Luke 19, starting at verse number 28, the English Standard Version says this. And when he had said these things, he went on ahead going up to Jerusalem. And when he drew near to Bethphage and Bethany, at the mount that is called Ovlet, he sent two of the disciples, saying, Go into the village in front of you, where on entering you will find a coat tied on which no one has ever yet sat. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you untying it? You shall say this, the Lord has need of it. So those who have sent, have sent went away and found it just as he had told them. And as they were untying the coat, his owner said to them, why are you untying the coat? And they said, the Lord has need of it. And they brought it to Jesus and throwing their cloaks on the coat, they set Jesus on it. As he rode along, they spread their cloaks on the road. And as he was drawing near, already on the way down the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of his disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen, saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in the heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. And he answered, I tell you, if these were silent, the very stones would cry out. And when he drew near and saw the city, he wept over it, saying, Would that you, even you, had known on this day the things that make for peace. But now they are hidden from your eye. For the days will come upon you when your enemies will set up a barricade around you and surround you and hem you in on every side. And tear you down to the ground, you and your children within you. And they will not leave one stone upon another in you because you did not know the time of your visitation. Father, we thank you for your word. We ask that it will rest upon our hearts and cause us to grow into all that you have called for us to grow into. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. This is a time of... Celebration, but knowing even underneath the celebration, there's, there's a little tension going on in here. And we look at how all this is transpiring. We see that the folks are celebrating that Jesus is Messiah. They are They've heard and they've been praying and they've been waiting and they've been praying and they've been waiting. And it's just, it's here. There was a ketchup commercial a long time ago. It was called Anticipation is Making Me Wait. And it would be, you would see the bottle of the ketchup turning slowly and then you would watch the the ketchup slowly coming out. And, it, and the thing that was bringing out, if you wait, that the result of this would be a good thing for those of y'all that like ketchup. And so we are the nation of Israel. We have been waiting and waiting and waiting. Generations have talked about the soon coming king. All these things have been being said about this soon coming king. But nothing had happened. Nothing was coming out. Nothing was coming forth. 
But now it appears that the time has come. The time for Passover is, 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 is right around the corner. And we're all going to Jerusalem to celebrate Passover. And look and see what is coming down the path. This man that they've been talking about, Yahshua, from Galilee, Jesus, uh, the man that, ever, that has been going around doing miracles and it shows that his, all of his entourage, everybody that has been following Jesus, it wasn't just 12 people following Jesus. It was a whole herd of folks following Jesus and they're lined up and they're ready to install him as who he is, which is the king of kings. They start celebrating him and they start waving palm branches and they, he comes in on a donkey which symbolizes that he is a king that is coming into the, into the town during a peaceful time. If it was a time of war, he would be on a horse, but because it's not a time of war, he is on a donkey. But the one thing that really sets this thing off is he's coming in in accordance with Scripture. So he's got to be the one. He's got to be the Messiah. He's got to be, we're going to celebrate Shantime. Come on. Because we have to recognize that this is the king that we've long been waiting for. And so instead of celebrating God, they say Hosanna to the son of David. Hosanna to the son of David. And the, what Hosanna meant was pray, save us. We've been praying and praying and praying and now the person who is the Savior is here. And he is a son of David, which means that he is a king just like David. You got to remember, David was the king of all the kings. He was a conqueror. He was all. Now, we're not going to talk about his personal life right now. We're just going to talk about how he looked in front of us because he was the all bestest king ever. We're not going to talk about the time he didn't go to war and, and had somebody killed. We're gonna, just going to talk about our, our view of David was that David was the greatest king ever. And so here comes this king. He is the king of all kings. And now he's coming to our time. He's coming to take over. You Romans better pay attention because he's here now. You jokers been putting us in bondage all this time. Y'all been have learned something today. We're going to put something on y'all now. He's going to lead us, and we're going to take over, and we're going to rule because he's the king of all the kings. He's the lord of all the lords. You know what, y'all jokers better get ready for this because we're not messing around because here he is. Now, 
In the scriptures, we see that the Sadducees and the Pharisees, the folks that were the, the religious leaders, but also they had a political attachment to the Romans, they was like, y'all can't be doing this. Y'all, y'all finna mess up some stuff. Y'all, y'all finna get all of us killed it. Y'all gonna get us a DED. We're we gonna all be dead. So you got to let, you got to leave us. You got to lead us. You, man, y'all need to tell him to be quiet. They ran to Jesus. Jesus, um, you need to tell them folks to be quiet before they get all of us killed it. And they said, well, I could tell them, but if I tell them to be quiet, then the very rocks are going to cry out and announce the coming of the king. Now, it's funny when you're using the same words, but they have different meanings. You might be saying the same thing, but until we understand what the other person's saying, this is how a lot of times we run into complications with communication. Because we don't define a word to make sure that we all have an understanding of what it is that we're saying. Until we understand what we're saying, because he was saying, yes, this week is me getting ready or prepared to be the king of kings. They said, no, today you're the king of kings, and we're going to install you. You're going to overrun the Romans, and we're going to, oh, man, we just, whoo, I've been waiting on this. But Jesus is saying that's not how this story is going to end. The crowd was ready to, to, to just accept him, to embrace him, to wrap their arms around him. As the triumphant king. Jesus, you're gonna win, and you ain't even got to fight you so bad. They they're just gonna, the Romans just gonna lay down their swords because you're the baddest thing since sliced bread. But what they didn't understand was that the kingdom philosophy is if you want to be the greatest in the kingdom, you had to be the servant of all. So they wanted him to be the triumphant king, but he came to be the suffering servant. He came to suffer for all of them. And that's not how they were thinking that this thing should work. He was coming in not on a, not on a big stallion, but he was coming in on a donkey. On coming in, He was coming in very uh, submissive, submissive. He was coming in not to be dominating, domineering. He came in being low, being meek, because that was the Father's will. He was submitted to the way that God had this thing set up. We've even seen this, and in, in, in next week, if we talk about it, when they came to arrest him, Jesus could have put, could have rolled his sleeves up and put some one-twos on some folks, but he willfully allowed them to take him away. Did not resist his arrest whatsoever. And that is even with him knowing that he was getting ready to be rejected by his own people as their 
as the one that was going to bring about peace and salvation to the people. Isn't that something? <clears throat> so he does everything according to the scriptures. He does the things in the manner that would cause him to be the fulfillment of the word. But because they did not see what he saw, they did not define what he was saying, they had a misunderstanding of what he was doing. Have y'all ever, when y'all was growing up and you was trying to explain something to your parents and you just sitting there saying, talking about, you just don't understand. Y'all done said that? Some of y'all, I ain't, I ain't, I'm not going to call nobody out. I see hands waving at me, but I calling nobody out because parents just sometimes don't understand and we can get frustrated and trying to explain it to them because they ask too many questions instead of letting me explain it to you. But let me help you a little bit with this. It doesn't even happen when you're talking to your parents. It happens when you're talking to your siblings. It's, but with your siblings, you just slap them so they shut up so you can tell them. With, with, your, with, your, with your spouse, you, you, you know, you get in trouble for, for slapping them so you just stop talking to each other for a while. So then it, it just kind of goes all and, 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 and no, it's no. But if you just take a moment and say, I see we're not on the same sheet of music. Can I, can I explain this without interruption? And if you explain it without interruption, a lot of times you can come to an understanding. But that still don't mean your parent or your spouse or your sibling still going to say no, they don't agree with you. But it causes us to communicate effectively with one another. Now Jesus is telling them all the time, I'm, I'm doing this the way my father said to do it, and I'm going to do this the way the father... Now, what y'all saying don't mean a thing. I have to do this the way my father said to do it. They come, they say, Jesus, tell us how we're going to beat up these Romans. Jesus, tell us how we're going to beat them down. Jesus, and Jesus like, I ain't got nothing to say about none of that. Let's just continue on with what we have going on. And so I'm saying all that to get us to this point. That we have gone through these, this time of Lent. We've been emptying ourselves. We've been fasting or, or, or we've been putting away all these superficial things, these exterior things so that we can get closer to God during this time period as we're building up to the celebration of his victory, which was called resurrection. And we are not just giving, we're not giving up these things just to say I've given up something, but we have this expectation to receive something, which is to welcome Jesus for his efforts in our life. For what he's done for us, we are so appreciative. And we wrap our minds around, I got to get, I got 
to be blessed. I got to have these things, but that's not the reward that we need to be seeking. Jesus kind of told him before he left, he said, if you seek first the God, the kingdom of God and his way of doing, living, and being right, then all the other things will be added. So the reward is not all the things will be added. The reward is seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. The real reward is understanding that Jesus came to reconnect us to the kingdom of heaven. Because we were wholly disconnected. Have y'all ever been trying to download one of your illegal videos that you was trying to watch of a movie that, uh, oh, talking to the wrong group. Okay. You know when y'all used to be, uh, uh, you know, still my mind's still on that negative stuff. Let me think of something positive. You know when you was trying to make a cake and you thought you had all the ingredients, but it required three eggs and you only had two. And you say, well, I'm going to just go ahead and make it everywhere anyway. And you went ahead and made it and you said, it just don't taste right. It's just not right. Because there is a process that needs to happen. There's ingredients that you need to have. You, you can actually go ahead and accept the things that are going on, but if there's a better way that it can be done, you would want to do it that better way. And so we were disconnected from God for a long time. Some of us longer than others. And because of what Jesus did, Jesus becomes the trophy. Jesus becomes the reward for us to be locked into the kingdom. That's why we should seek the kingdom of heaven. How can we seek the kingdom of heaven? By having a relationship with Jesus because that brings you into the kingdom. So we should not be seeking the house, the car, all these superficial things, but we should be seeking a relationship with Jesus so that he can help us to understand the kingdom because once we understand the kingdom, all the other things get added. All the other things will be added. And so we want to realize that Palm Sunday is not really a celebratory time because it's actually the beginning of the temporary end that starts the new beginning, which is the resurrection. This is the time whereby they are celebrating the Passover that when the angel passed over, the angel of death passed over and allowed them to be released from the bondage of the Egyptian empire. That's the time of celebration it is. But this time, this situation is even a greater release. That we are now going to be released from the bondage of the king or the prince of the air, which is Satan. And we will no longer be separated from 
the presence of God and having to do a annual sacrifice. Jesus is about to become the sacrifice that covers the beginning, the end, and everything in between. And that we will all be able to go before the presence of God because of Jesus. That is why Jesus is our real reward. That is why he is our just, just reward. That is why Jesus, as the songwriter said, is all you need. Because he's a rock in the weary land. He is the strong tower in the middle of a battle. He is your shield. He is your fortress. He is your mighty God. He is whatever you need. And the songwriter said, you can try everything. And once you've tried everything, go ahead and try Jesus. Because... Jesus is the real reward. One of the commentators that well, I was looking at, he said, we're really not 100% sure if the people that celebrated Jesus on Palm Sunday were the same people that demanded his crucifixion on that day. I, I'm not. Uh, uh, okay. Now, uh, yeah. God, get ready. I'd get ready to go into my college thing, but I won't do it today. We have to realize that it doesn't matter who said that it was Jesus needed to be crucified, but they were operating under the will of the Father. And because of that, Jesus, because he didn't say, as old folks say, a mumbling word, that he was able to receive all that the Father had for him. He had to go through a process, like we were talking about in Thursday night Bible study. Jesus had to go through the process. He had to show God that he was going to be obedient in all things. He had to go 40 days in the wilderness without eating and then to be tempted. He had to go through all the processes because he has been tempted in all manners just like we have, yet he has not fallen. He did it according to the will of the Father. And that's why he is our high priest that is sitting at the right hand of the Father, able to plead our case because we are covered by his blood. And so I want to end with this. Let us seek the reward which is the eternal reward. Because anything we get on this earth is temporary. And we want to Make sure our mind is focused on those things that have the greater benefit. And the greatest benefit that we can receive is to have a relationship with Jesus Christ so that the kingdom of heaven and all that comes with that kingdom, all those privileges that come with that kingdom will 
be ours. Now, if you have not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then that is the first stopping point. Don't, don't get wrapped up in, like these folks, get wrapped up in the fact that he appears to be the, 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 the king of kings. He appears to be able to relieve us of all our pain and anguish. Don't get wrapped around all that because what is most important is that you have a relationship with him. It's, it's, it's like having the cheat code to every video game so that you can win immediately. It's just like having all the numbers to the lottery so that you can be a millionaire. It's just like you not having to spend eternity separated from God because you've accepted him. And that ties me into this because what it is, when you accept Jesus into your life, he rescues you from the penalty of sin. And the penalty of sin is death, which is eternal separation from God. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Through, which means that we have to have Jesus in our, our movement, in our direction, in order to receive the eternal life. And the Bible says it like this. It says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. It says, for with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth confession is made and one is saved. And then it also says, for everyone who calls upon the name of Jesus shall be saved. It's just a declaration that you make of your heart condition needing a Savior, and he comes in and he saves. Now, this is not an individual event, but this is a team sport, and we want to come alongside you when you make this decision and assist you along this journey. Please let us know by contacting us at info at godshousecc.com or testing us at 864-920-0100. Let us know that you've made that decision, and we will come alongside you no matter where you are in the world. We'll come alongside you and assist you along this journey. Well, friends and family, this is episode number six, our final episode of the series, Empty and Filled. And we started off, and we ended it, on high notes. Jesus has come in and he has been declared the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. He is the one that has come to save us and he's getting ready to disappoint every one of us because he's not going to do it the way that we thought it should be done. But he's going to take it to a whole nother level and rescue us for eternity. Catch us next week. Catch us next Sunday as we close the door on this situation and show how he did it that much better than what we expected. Until next week, God's blessings be upon you in Jesus' name.